Signing day was a great success for the Sun Devils football team this year. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. And of course, a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Today's episode of Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I don't know if you have been under a rock or not, but today was National Signing Day, and it was quite an eventful day for Arizona State Sun Devils. Now, when I say eventful, no, we did not flip any five stars. No, we did not flip any four stars. In fact, we didn't flip anyone. But we signed pretty much everyone. The only two who didn't sign are wide receivers Elijah Besa and Colin Jenkins. To my knowledge, this is something that is potentially going to be um, kick down the road for right now. I think both of them are kind of uh, taking care of some personal stuff. So whatever it could be, I don't know details on what it is. Whatever it is, you know, Godspeed to them. Whatever ends up happening, you know, just wish the best for them. But other than those two, 17 of the Sun Devils recruits all signed their letters of intent today. And there are some big wins here and there are some new strengths here and there are new positions that we need to focus our attention to now that we are starting to build up this recruiting class. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we'll go ahead and talk about the biggest wins. I have three players that I think were the most exciting in this class. Two of them, very, very obvious. One of them, I think will surprise some of you a little bit before we talk about those three. Another really big win, we are out recruiting U of A right now. Like flat out, no ifs, ands, or buts, we are out recruiting them right now. And this is great, 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 great news to see for Arizona State. Taking a look at everything that's going on right now, according to 24-7 Sports, I've got it right here pulled up in front of me. I've also got the tweet up for uh, for this information on Twitter, if you want to retweet it or take a look at it. Overall, ASU's recruiting class is ranked 39th. U of A's is ranked 56th. Composite rankings, ASU is 46th. U of A is 51st. And transfer ratings, ASU is 8th, number 8. And U of A is 49th. And before anyone hops in the comments of like, well, we have a lot of guys, so does U of A. We both have the same amount of players, 17, 17 commits for both programs. 
and ASU's ranked higher. And yes, U of A only has three transfers to ASU's two and a half million, but bottom line is you're out recruiting them. And that's a big win. That's a big win that we need to celebrate. We also need to celebrate these three players going to this program, committing to this program. The first is Jaden Fortier. Everyone knows how I feel about him. It's not a secret. But in case you're new to the podcast, let me explain. Jaden Fortier is a four-star tight end out of Oregon, the number one prospect out of Oregon, and somebody who's been committed to the Sun Devils since, what was it? I got it. I thought I had it in front of me. It's not. He has been committed to the Sun Devils for the last like five or six months. He committed over the summer. Verbally committed. He's taken visits, of course, because when you're a recruit, you should be taking visits. He obviously did not take a visit to U of A because the last time we saw that happen, they ended up parting ways with that kid. And then he ended up signing with Arizona. Um, His name is escaping me at the moment, but that happens. But Jaden Fortier committed to Arizona State, still took some visits. He went to Oregon, obviously, hometown, whatever. But he, he was intent on coming to Arizona State. And recently, he's been recruiting the program as well. He's been doing everything in his power to convince guys to come out to Tempe and convince his convince his fellow recruits that this is the best place for him, that this is the best place for everyone else to come as well. He's done a really good job of that. He helped recruit some of our other guys that were very important to this class, including the second big win here, and that's Jason Brown. Jason Brown, just outside of the top 200 pro- recruits in the nation, Number 207, four-star, consensus four-star, the number four prospect out of Washington, the number 15 at the running back position. Massive win for Arizona State, who is stacking a ton of really good running backs. Cameron Scadaboo is back. DeCarlos Brooks is back. As of now, they could transfer, but they're both back for the foreseeable future, and I don't see them leaving. You got Kyson Brown. You still have Tevin White. You're bringing in uh, Relique Brown through the transfer portal, who we talked about previously. And now you're bringing in Jason Brown, as well as the other guys that are on the roster as well. Your running back room is ridiculously loaded to the point where even when Scadaboo and Brooks are out of eligibility and they move on from the program, you've got Jason Brown to potentially be your new bell cow running back. 510, 205, very productive. Um, I believe was Gatorade player of the year. I might be confusing him with somebody else, but ridiculously talented. This is a kid that's going to be able to come in and be extra juice to your backfield. Like I don't see Jason Brown redshirting. I see Jason Brown as somebody that Kenny Dillingham's going to get onto the field early and often. And I just see that in general for this run game is I think Arizona state is going to be one of those teams that's really intent on being a ground and pound team. They've got the ability to throw it. You've got Jaden Rashada. You've got weapons outside like Elijah, Elijah Badger. You've got Troy O'Mary, Xavier Guillory, Melquan Stovall. They've got the guys to be able to pass the ball more than efficiently and effectively. 
But I do look at this backfield, and I see that as probably the biggest strength on offense right now. And when you have a room that's as loaded and as deep and as talented as what the Sun Devils have in their running back room, it'd be it would be irresponsible to not lean on them. There's a lot of kids. There's a lot of talent. This is great news. The final kid I wanted to celebrate, I think this is going to come a surprise to some people, but if you watched Sun Devils football last year, you knew how bad special teams was, especially in the punting. Like, you, you had Josh Carlson trying to play through injury the whole year, which, come on, man, what are you doing? Ian Hershey, up and down, there was some good moments and there was plenty of bad moments from him. I think Hershey is a good flex between kicker punter. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the kicking competition, but they needed a guy. When Cameron Scadaboo is your leading punter in net yards and total yards, something's got to change. And Arizona State grabbed Canyon Floyd, kid out of Horizon High School, three-star overall, and a five-star punter. This kid's it, man. This kid is it. Number three punter in the nation. The number 52 overall recruit out of the state of Arizona. This is a big deal. And I see Floyd being able to come in and immediately being your starting punter. I don't see any reason why he couldn't be. Sure, you should continue to look for options. I wouldn't be surprised if they looked at another transfer kid. But Canyon Floyd very legitimately could be your starting punter from day one. He's going to have every opportunity to come in and impress Charlie Raggle, our special teams coach and show that he deserves to be on the field, show that he deserves to have those opportunities to impress the team. Because right now, I mean, the par is pretty low for what we are looking for out of our special teams game. Like, Dario Longhetto was up and down at kicker, right? Josh Carlson and Ian Hershey, there was a lot more bad than there was good. We're just looking for any kind of consistency. And if Canyon Floyd can provide that, then Arizona State's going to be in a very good position moving forward. I am really, really excited about him. And again, I know that some people may be surprised to hear that talking about a punter, but it truly is a really good uh, good thing for the Sun Devils moving forward. Uh, there are new strengths on this team as well, some that you know are really going to be important and imperative for next year, and we're going to talk about them in just a moment. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can bet, or excuse me, they can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide variety of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Again, appreciate you guys for tuning in and making the Locked On Sun Levels podcast your first listen of the day. And a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. I also encourage you guys to go ahead and check out the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel because it is now the first ever 24-7 streaming channel for sports. 
They got the top stories, our local experts, and our national shows that cover every league, whether you're a football fan, basketball, baseball, or a hockey fan. Locked on Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever National Sports 27 or 24-7 streaming channel. Back into our conversation and taking a look at the new strengths to this team because this is really a team that has reinvigorated itself and a team that has really started to find its identity, right? Obviously, one of the biggest strengths on this team has to be the running back position. I don't know if I would call it a new strength per se, because I think you definitely had had it as a stronger position for you last year when you had DeCarlos Brooks on the field. He was great. Kyson Brown showed some ability. Cameron Scadaboo looked good, but you definitely improved in the offseason. And like I said, Jason Brown is just a massive, massive upgrade for you at the position. But you also added Relique Brown, who's going to be a very important playmaker for the team, you know, not just as a running back, but as a receiver, as a return man, he's going to bring a lot to the table. The running back position definitively upgraded. I don't know if I would call it one of the biggest new strengths of the team. Very big emphasis on the word new because it is one of the strengths on the team right now. In my opinion, it's the biggest strength on offense. I already mentioned that, but I don't know if I would call it a new strength. To me, there's two new strengths on this team. It starts along the interior of the offensive line. ASU has done nothing but try and recruit guys to be able to be better along this offensive line, provide some depth, provide some starters, because ASU was very shorthanded along the entirety of the offensive line last year. Aside from Lee Fontanu, there was a lot of rotation everywhere. Joey Ramos had to get kicked out from guard to tackle. He was playing with a club on his hand. You lost Isaiah Glass. You lost Bram Walden. You lost uh, Emmett Bowley. There was injuries across the board. And Arizona State was so depleted that it literally at one point, Kenny Dillingham said, we can't even pull out our field goal unit because we don't have guys to block. They have gone all in on trying to recruit the offensive line. And they have done a very good job bringing in recruits along the interior of the line. They've brought in um, four kids through the recruiting class, two kids through the transfer portal. It's been nothing short of a complete overhaul for the Sun Devils offensive line. You had uh, Terrell Kim, was the highest rated kid along the offensive offensive interior that the Sun Devils brought in uh, out of Medford, Oregon, the number four prospect in Oregon. So great job recruiting that state. The number 40 overall prospect along the offensive line. Um, you got um, Simisi Tonga, uh, Champ Westbrooks were also in the class. And then I need to look up his name to make sure that I have it correct on here. Um, Suka Solani. Um, I cannot pronounce his first name and I don't want to butcher it. His nickname is Suka. So Suka Solani is the other 
interior offensive lineman that they got coming in. So four kids along the along the offensive line that are going to be playing the interior. I don't know if they're all guards. I don't know if one of them plays center. I'm sure you experience or experiment, excuse me, with playing some of them maybe on the outside. That's the whole point of having this offseason to get these kids acclimated and see what they can do, see what they can't do. But the bottom line is the interior of the offensive line is becoming a strength. You've got Lee Fontano coming back, and he is more than quality at the center spot. But they needed guys next to him. And you've got those guys coming in now. You've got four guys coming in as freshmen. They're going to be able to build up that depth, to build up that potential to have it as a major strength of the team. So right now, it's hard to not look at the interior offensive line and say it's not a strength. It's absolutely a strength right now. Whether or not it continues to be that, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But you got guys coming back as well. Uh, Joey Sua is one of the most important kids who's coming back along the offensive line. Even though he redshirted last year, he's still got some very important snaps for the team. Um, Sean Na'a will be back for the team as well. There's there's lots of guys that are going to be competing along the offensive line, interior and out tier. But when I look at the interior, this is a unit that is much improved. Perhaps the most improved on the entirety of this team. The other major improvement that I see is at the cornerback spot. Here's the thing. Cornerback was a strength for the Sun Devils last year. But with that being said, your top three guys are gone. Roe Torrance headed to the NFL. D Ford going to have every opportunity to also get to the NFL. And then Jordan Clark transferred to Notre Dame. So you lost your top three guys, your three starters, two of them full-time starters. And D Ford was basically listed as the starter every week and was rotated in with some other guys as well. That is very difficult to overcome. So the Sun Devils definitely put an emphasis on trying to get guys into the secondary to be able to kind of minimize that damage that you're taking. Well, they did a really good job of doing that because they brought in, um, was it three different guys? Uh, Yeah, three different guys in the recruiting class. Rodney Bamage is the number one guy that they have out of Dickinson, Texas. Chris Johnson Jr., one of the guys I'm most excited about, uh, actually just won the state championship, Chris Johnson Jr. So props to you. And then Tony Lewis Nakuba is another guy. So all three of them out of Texas, you typically know what you're getting out of your Texas recruits. I'm really excited for all three of these guys. Now, will they all be full-time players? Probably not. I think that Chris Johnson Jr. has a very good chance to be a significant uh, player for the team. You do have guys coming back. Obviously, Ed Woods returning is going to be huge for you, and he's definitely your number one corner right now. Uh, Mason Williams will be back as well. You've got rotation guys like RJ Reagan will be returning, but it'll be really interesting to see how this all plays out along the defensive backfield. But the bottom line is I think you did a really good job uh, being able to add some add some talent to the recruiting class. By the way, um, I meant Keith Abney, not RJ Reagan. My mistake, I meant Keith Abney is back. Uh, for what it's worth, you're also going to have Keontas Bentley. Uh, you'll have Lennox Lawson. 
Uh, Roman Rashad will be back there. There is depth here, but adding those guys is going to be really pivotal for the team. They also added some really important transfers as well. Uh, they got the kid from LSU, LaTerrence Welch. Uh, they got uh, Javen Robinson from Wazoo. So they've added to the secondary and particularly at the cornerback spot to help mitigate the damage that you're going to be trying to overcome when you replace your top three guys. But I do love the young guys that you got. And I think that you have some really high potential with these kids. I know that Tony Lewis Nakuba was a four-star prospect on Rivals. Chris Johnson Jr. and Rodney Bamaj were both 88 overall in the um, in their uh, 24-7s overall ranking, which is super-duper close to being a four-star recruit. They got three really good kids that are coming in. If I had to pick one to be really close to a full-time starter, I'm going with Chris Johnson Jr., but would not be surprised to see Nakuba and Bamaj also get some significant playing time for the team as well. ASU's done a really good job turning those positions into uh, points of strength for the team, but of course, there's still work that needs to be done at some other positions. Uh, from here, the Sun Devils need to focus more attention across these two different positions. We're going to talk about them in just a moment. Of course, this is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Look, I, I want to talk to you about our friends over at, at, at LinkedIn next. Because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's super easy. It's super quick. And again, it gives you those qualified candidates. It's It just it makes it so much easier to be able to find them. Because LinkedIn isn't just another job board for you. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals. It's what makes it the best place to hire. Hiring's easy too when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours of your post. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have time or resources to hire. And thankfully, LinkedIn and the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a new feature that helps write your job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on calls to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. One more time, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. And a special shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Again, I encourage you guys to go and check out the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel. It's the first 24-7 streaming channel in, you know, the sports world. You're, you're going to get your biggest stories of the day. And there's been some really big stories in the recruiting world. So you probably want to stay tuned for everything that happened on National Signing Day. So go ahead and check out Locked On Sports Today. They're going to get you up to date 24-7. Let's go ahead and round out our conversation now we're going to take a look at two positions that i think the sun devils need to turn their attention to one of them i think will surprise you a little bit one of them not surprising at all the one that's not surprising at all offensive tackle they have done an outstanding job adding interior guys got a lot of big dudes the problem is you need more guys on the outside 
outside of Bram Walden, who will be coming back from a banged up year, just like everybody else, I have questions about who is going to be able to be full-time offensive tackles because I like Max Ionaker. He's he's one of the guys that I definitely expect to compete for the team. Uh, Emmett Boley will be coming back from an injury. I feel like right now he's the one you plug in across from Walden to be the starter, um, probably at right tackle. From there, I want to know what your plan is because there's been some guys that you've missed out on. I know they were trying to get Savian Bird, who ended up committing to SMU. You need bodies on the interior. It's not just about build or exterior, excuse me, excuse me. It's not just about building up that interior. You still need your tackles. And this isn't me saying like you need two future all pro tackles, but you need bodies at a minimum. You were, you were going through so many. Again, Joey Ramos had to kick out from guard to tackle because you were that thin. So you need bodies is the bottom line here. I really think that the offensive line is going to be a much better unit in 2024. And quite frankly, it's not that hard to be not because the guys played terrible, but because you didn't have guys out there. So first of all, if everyone's healthy, this is going to be a solid offensive line. I think you got some really good players, but you need depth and you desperately need depth especially a tackle. If you don't have it, you're going to have the same problems you had this past year where you're going to struggle to be able to get anything going on offense, especially in the passing game, especially in the deep passing game. And when you got a quarterback like Jaden Rashada, that's going to thrive off of being able to push the ball down the field. It's going to be a little difficult to do. The other position that I have highlighted, and I feel like this is going to surprise some people is wide receiver. Now, hear me out because I know what you're going to say. We have Elijah Badger. You're absolutely right we do. For now. He still has yet to make a decision on what he's going to do. He could return. He could declare for the draft. God forbid he could transfer. We're still waiting for his final decision. As of right now, he's still a Sun Devil. That's great. I will tell you, even if Badger's back, you need to continue to, at a minimum, develop these guys. But I think that this is a position that you should still be looking to add guys to. Here's the good news. Besides Badger, you still have Melquan Stovall. You still have Troy O'Mary. You still have Xavier Guillory. You're also adding Jake Smith to the folds there. All of that is great news. Here's the bad news. Those are all older guys. And legitimately, they could all be gone after this season. Um, Xavier Gillery's a redshirt senior. Jake Smith's a redshirt senior. Melquan Stovall's a graduate student. Even Troy O'Mary is a redshirt senior as well. These guys legitimately could all be gone after 2024. And what will you have after that? You're gonna you're gonna need guys to be able to be developed. Caleb Black, someone really excited. Uh, exciting, excuse me, that I definitely foresee getting some more touches this year that kind of experimented with him last year. I would imagine he's going to get more opportunities. You're also bringing back Corbin Hendricks, who was one of the kids you recruited last year. Zachariah Sample is going to be coming in as an athlete for you. Very excited for him. And then 
you had, um, God, who was the wide receiver? Plas Johnson. You had Plas Johnson, the Scott Still kid, is coming in as well. I like Plas. I like uh, Caleb Black. I like uh, Corbin Hendricks. There needs to be development from them to be able to have me confident moving forward. If anyone can develop them, it's Rashad Samples. I do have the belief there. But this is still a position that I think you need to continue addressing. And maybe that's through the transfer portal. I'm sure there's guys out there. I just think that even if it's a strength for next year, will it be a strength beyond that? Will it be a strength in 25, 26, 27, 28? That's my question. Right now, it is a strength of the team. But nonetheless, this is still a unit that I think would be irresponsible to not continue addressing. Because you could lose out your top five receivers. I love that Jordan Tyson's back. We just didn't see him last year. I love that you're getting another year out of Corbin Hendricks and Caleb Black. What are they going to end up doing? Relique Brown, the running back wide receiver hybrid, he could declare after this year too. Because if he has a great year, NFL teams are going to be taking a look at him. There's a lot of question marks on this team right now. And... Wide receiver really isn't a question mark for next year, but it might be for the year after that. That's where I want to continue to see you stacking the cupboards, even if you're just redshirting a lot of those guys again. Just need some bodies, just need some important pieces to be able to make me confident moving forward. But that's how I feel about where we need to focus. Those are the areas that I think have become new strengths for the teams. And of course, the biggest wins that we had, if none more so than out recruiting U of A in all three phases. I want to know what you guys think about our recruiting class, though. Who are you excited about? Who is going to be the one guy you think is going to break out as a freshman? Let me know in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. And again, Wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. I appreciate all of you for tuning in as always and making the Locked on Sun Levels podcast your first listen of the day. Shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. I will see you guys again tomorrow as we continue to look at everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun